0: Once conflict starts, especially when that conflict is televised, it's really hard to know what happens next. So anyone who thinks the invasion of Ukraine couldn't become a world war either lacks imagination or is lying to you. It certainly could become a world war. So that's the first goal, not making a terrible thing much, much worse. Here's the second goal, keep the energy flowing. Cheap energy, we take it for granted, but it is the basis of all we have, no energy, no civilization. Unfortunately, a huge percentage of Europe's energy now comes from Russia and Ukraine. The European Union relies on Russia for roughly 40% of its natural gas. In Germany, which is one of the biggest economies in the world, that percentage is over half, most of its energy in the form of natural gas comes from Russia and Ukraine. So you don't hear that very often on television. This debate is framed exclusively in moral terms, and those are important, we shouldn't ignore them. But they're not the only terms we should consider. The fact is that Vladimir Putin has the power to send Europe, and for that matter, potentially the United States, into an economic depression. Putin has the power to turn off the lights. So where did Vladimir Putin get this power? Well, there are a lot of reasons, but a big reason is the climate people gave him this power. Thanks to pressure from zealots like John Kerry, Europe has been shutting down nuclear power plants for years. And that's a very confusing strategy. If you're worried about climate, nuclear energy is not the problem. Nuclear energy is the solution. It's reliable. It's domestically produced. It emits no carbon. So if you were genuinely worried about temperature rises, global warming, you would embrace nuclear energy. But our leaders, and not just ours, globally across the West, have done the opposite. Why? Maybe their donors and families are invested in so-called renewable technologies. Who knows? Whatever the reason, because of a series of very specific decisions made over time, the West is now dangerously dependent on Vladimir
1: Putin for energy. hi Info Ninja. Ladies and gentlemen, war is afoot. And if you're a podiatrist, the foot is a war. Honestly, I probably need to see another podiatrist. My feet hurt from time to time. I think it's probably from all like the hard running and skating type activities that i do that's right i said skating deal with it i think it's from the rollerblading i think it's from all the running i do a lot of exercise and i mostly think my feet hurt from all the ass kicking that's right that's right baby we are over 50 episodes right now i think this is number 51 i should have announced it last episode and said hey 50 episodes, baby. That's something to be proud of. Now, I know these guys that do daily episodes that maybe aren't as insightful. Those shows, and nothing against any of those shows, because some of those are done really, really well, team of writers. But that being said, 51 episodes. Thank you. if, If you guys weren't listening, I would have given up a long, long time ago, Like probably like 45 episodes ago. And I didn't have that many people listening back then. It was a handful. I had like 50 people at the most. That was a great show. <laughs> and then as time went on, it grew organically. And it's still continuing to grow organically. And I want to thank you, the listener, for that. If you want to thank me, send me an email, podcast at gmail.com. But more importantly, buy my book.
2: You can do it.
1: Link in the description. How to be a miserable failure. The Complete Guide to Destroying Your Life. It's an anti-self-help book. If you want to be successful, read my book backwards. Link in the description. So yes, a war is going on right now. They're calling it a conflict right now. I call it the Rue conflict. The Russian-Ukraine conflict. And let me get it out here right now. This kind of stuff sucks. I hate seeing people dying. I hate seeing... People fighting. Normally, nothing good comes out of it, and there's a whole lot of dead people. Apparently, there's people in the Ukraine outside of Kilev that are sleeping in the subway, like 100,000 people trying to avoid bombs, and it's it's a crazy, crazy situation, and it's just awful across the board whenever this happens because there's Russians dying too. There's some troops. I mean, Russia has not had a real war in a long time, since Afghanistan, essentially. Most people don't know that. And I wouldn't have known it unless I bought Rambo 3 on DVD, where Rambo goes to Afghanistan. And there's actually in the special edition copy, because of course I own that, there's a like documentary as one of the special features. And it kind of explains that whole conflict. And this was produced pre-9-11. So it's a completely different perspective on everything. And Rambo was fighting the Soviets in Afghanistan in Rambo 3. BTW, because I know what's on your mind. Best Rambo movies in order of best to not the best, even though they're all amazing. Rambo one, best Rambo of all time, followed by a fantastic sequel, Rambo two. Then you jump to Rambo four. That's when he's the Cobra Herder. Okay, great film. Rambo four is number three. Next in line is actually Rambo five. The last Rambo that came out fantastic i loved it okay then rambo 3 gets tossed in there rambo 3 still good movie still good movie but these new rambos have been pretty awesome but let's get back to the rue conflict and the soviets the last time they had a war was afghanistan or at least the last time the soviet military had practice you know they say that a country should go to war every 10 years to keep the military fresh So the people that are retiring don't leave the military with no one with combat experience. You always want to have people within your ranks that have experience in combat. I'm not saying that's a good reason to start a war, but if you're training a military, that does help. Real world experience versus simulated training experience. Big difference. So the Soviets don't have really a lot of experience, and some of these guys are dying over there too. So blood being spilt is bad no matter what. And no denying it, we've known for a long time, we've known since the 1980s, since Ronald Reagan especially, that Russia sucks. You remember Rocky IV. I'm tying it into another Stallone film, right? Russia were were the bad guys. That used to be how we saw Russia. The fact that I don't think they fixed the elections doesn't mean that I'm pro russian or the new term is pro putin you're a pro putin conservative if you don't want to go to war you're pro the bad people and i don't want us to go to war but i'm not even saying we shouldn't think about it what if we would have stepped in with hitler sooner would more jews have been saved that's an honest question to ask but we know russia sucks but guess what so does the ukraine And I'm not talking about the Russian people. I'm not talking about the Ukrainian people. I'm sure I'm talking about some of the people, some of the people in Russia, some of the people in Ukraine, I'm sure suck. But I'm more talking about their governments and their militaries right now. Ukraine is a massively corrupt country. Their comedian president, this guy, I guess, was a famous or semi-famous comedian in like movies and stuff in the Ukraine. And then he was elected their president. The place has been run by organized crime for a very long time. Here's something you are not going to hear on the mainstream media. What you do hear is warmongers arguing that we must protect Ukraine because it is a quote unquote democracy. But they're lying. Ukraine isn't actually a democracy. For example, to hold on to power, Ukraine's president shut down the three TV stations They were openly criticizing him and his policies, imprisoned the head of the opposition political party that had come in second place in their elections, and went and arrested and jailed that party's leaders. This is exactly what Putin has been accused of doing. But Ukraine did this all with the support of the United States. The Ukrainian government is not someone that we should blindly just give aid to. Remember, these are the people that got Hunter Biden out of his mess. Burisma is the name of the company. Hunter Biden was getting paid like $86,000 a month, despite being a crackhead with no experience in what Burisma did. I think it was an energy company, and it was based out of the Ukraine. A prosecutor in the Ukraine, who apparently was a decent fella, Decided he was going to look into some allegations about Burisma as he's digging into Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son's company that he's, he's on the board. He gets, he gets paid $86,000 a month despite being a crackhead with no experience in what they're doing. This prosecutor gets fired because Joe Biden said, if you don't fire them, I'm going to withhold like a billion dollars in foreign aid. And lo and behold, they fired the prosecutor that was looking into Barisma, the company that Hunter Biden was a part of and sent emails back and forth that said, yeah, we're going to make sure we toss up some money to the big guy. Chief smells her hair. Captain shits in front of the Pope, Biden.
2: Um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, tried, I guess the, 12th, 13th time to Kyiv, and uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said, they had they were walking out to press conference and said, No, nah, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, You have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, Call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. So now that we have a clear
1: perspective that both sides kind of suck, guess what? This ain't going to be focused on that at all. This is part one of a two-part series where I'm going to explain to you what's really going on in Europe right now, specifically what's really going on, not far from Alaska, what's really going on with Russia and the Ukraine. And you got to understand, these people live in terrible climates, terrible climates. Their summer is like winter. Do you ever see anybody outside not wearing a coat? Do you see anybody smiling You don't want to live in Russia or the Ukraine before this stuff was happening, but especially now. With one minor exception, the vodka. It's fantastic. Now, I have had Russian vodka. I've bought the expensive $115 bottle of Russian vodka. I have also had Ukrainian vodka. Now, this was not Ukrainian vodka that I went and bought at a store like the Russian vodka. This is straight from a US military member that was in Ukraine, I can't remember if they were stationed there or they're doing something, but they were in Ukraine and they brought back a case of Ukrainian vodka. Multiple bottles, but they were all flavored differently. Some were like one row was straight vodka and then you had your strawberry, your cherry, whatever it was. It was delicious. It was the only vodka that I've ever had. And I can't speak of all Russian vodkas because I haven't tried that many. But this Ukrainian vodka, it's the only vodka that I've ever had that you can literally drink neat. You can drink it on the rocks. One ice cube is all you need just to get it cold. You don't even have to make it cold. It's delicious. And drinking vodka straight does not sound appealing to me. So maybe the Ukrainian vodka is better. I don't want to put that out there, though. I don't want to escalate the conflict. Because I'm sure both of these countries are very proud of their vodkas. So Russia and the Ukraine, they both suck for their own reasons. And they're both cool for their own reasons. But there's people there that are not politicians. There's people there that are soldiers. that don't want to be in this position. They want to defend their home country, but they don't want to invade another country. They don't want to kill women and kids. Maybe some of them do. Who knows? But not everybody. Some of these guys are victims in their own way. My point is, is that we should be compassionate for both sides of this situation and we should stay the hell back. Let's watch what happens. I know if we would intervene quicker with Hitler, I don't think we're going to wait that long this time if something begins to happen like that because we've got this thing called the Internet. Well, at least for now, we have this thing called the Internet. Our communication timeline is much shorter than it used to be. So I don't think anything would happen where a new Hitler would arise in the form of Vladimir Putin, which is interesting. I looked up how long is a Russian president president? Well, by the Russian constitution, it's six years is a term as president. So we do four, they do six. And it can be renewed once. So you can have two terms up to 12 years. The problem is Vladimir has been in place since like 1998, 99 or something. So the guy obviously isn't going anywhere. I think they did some like you know, mock election type stuff. And it was BS. And then they kind of are passing like addendums to the Constitution to keep him around. It's basically his people doing it. And honestly, they don't have that much going on in Russia right now. So, I mean, what do they have to lose with Vladimir? Can you believe I was actually thinking of buying a home in the Ukraine? Not because I really wanted to go there and I was just ripping on the climate, but you could buy houses there for like pennies on the dollar. It was like the Detroit of Eastern Europe. You could literally buy a house for like 25 bucks. The whole Ukrainian wife thing never made it past my radar, but now it's like popping up in YouTube ads. Some of these advertisers are shameless, but not me. Link in the description. Support this show. Share it with other people, but also buy my book. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it.
2: Make your dreams come true. War
1: in Europe. Now, if you would have run that in like 1960, 1965, 1970, you would have got a reaction because there was enough people alive that either fought in that war or knew someone that fought in that war or had a greater understanding, a greater appreciation for World War II when there was war in Europe. And they used to run headlines that said war in Europe. It's a trigger term. They went right back to their old stuff. They realized it didn't work, so they got to back off from it. Who are they? Well, there are many people that are ready to profit from war. They're ready for it to happen. Number one, because they're not going to fight in it and their kids are not going to fight in it. But you will. Your kids will. Don't kid yourself for a second. When they woke Grandpa Joe up from his nap and said, hey, the Russians invaded. His penis probably got semi-erect. Semi. No way he's pulling a full chubby. He would have passed out and hit his head. Again. But Mr. Showers with His Daughter needs this war. He does. The poll numbers are, are terrible for him, even amongst Democrats. This guy, if you believe polls, is in like the 20 to 30 percentile range. Not a good place to be at all. George W. was not an awesome president. But when you talk about him, you talk about 2001, you talk about 9-11. And after that, his poll numbers went right up. Outside of that, he really wasn't doing a very good job. And during his time as president, he said a lot of things that were funny, that weren't really meant to be funny. And he spent a ton of money. He didn't try to make us change pronouns or advocate to leave our southern border unguarded and go guard the Ukrainian border. But he did invade Iraq, which didn't make a lot of sense to me because I thought Osama was in Afghanistan. And so there was a whole lot of bs surrounding that but anyway poll numbers wise it did go up for him and historically any president during wartime poll numbers have gone up so grandpa joe needs this one i mean he's on life support right now so he needs something like this and his democrat and his republican i should say republican buddies want it too it doesn't matter which side they're on now i'm not saying everybody on both sides wants this but there are folks that really really want the war to happen because that means that their military contractor friends are going to make a ton of cash and for them that means c- campaign contributions that means jobs after they get out of office that means jobs for their families that's how these people end up with 200 million dollars when they make 200 thousand dollars a year the media needs this to happen covid's old news people aren't paying attention anymore donald trump he's way gone they don't want to talk bad about biden so they need something and they have their new boogeyman baby it's vladimir vladimir's their new boogeyman and you know what he sucks he sucked for a long time i wish ronald reagan and rambo were dealing with him right now and dealing with the ukraine and all the corruption that's going on there Side note, do you really think that all of the foreign aid money and anything else that's going to the Ukraine right now is all going to the war effort and to the Ukrainian people? Or is some of it potentially going in pockets?
3: Until 1991, Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. Since its independence, the country sees itself as a border between the east and the west. So though it's a growing democracy, the communist past of this country is still very real.
0: While the Kremlin might not be happy, map makers ought to be. Ukrainians
1: voted for independence by a sweeping majority. There was no clear connection growing as a child in Ukraine for me or even for my parents that. that um, that when you pay taxes, you're actually paying for services. There was not relation, there's like the state money was always the money of the state, but not of the people.
3: Irina Sheba is the executive director of the Dejure Foundation, working to improve Ukraine's judicial system. She says issues with bribery and corruption aren't just about politics. They run deep in Ukraine's culture. Sometimes it's a way of saying thank you, sometimes
0: it's a part of traditions. Back in the USSR, I think the shortage of products and services was
1: so big, so to get something that you really need, sometimes you would need to bribe that.
3: Growing up in Ukraine, she says students and parents bribed teachers for grades, families bribed doctors to get the care they need, Even job applicants had to pay off recruiters. But the people of Ukraine have consistently tried to pull themselves out from under the thumb of corruption. In less than a decade, they forced two revolutions. Students took to the streets, gathering here. They stayed for days, even setting up tents so they could be here all night. There was no violence, though, until the president ordered riot police to attack protesters in their sleep and beat them with steel rods. This sparked a protest lasting more than three months through a bitter Ukrainian winter. Snipers were put into place just above where I'm standing, and on some of the worst days of the revolution, they shot directly into the crowd, eventually killing more than 100 people.
1: So the media has been gearing this Russia thing up for a while, so for them, it's just the next chapter. It's just continuing on. Remember, the only reason Hillary lost was because some Russians not the Russian government, some Russians bought like $4,000 worth of Facebook ads. Turn the election. All that other stuff with the ballots under tables and, you know, uncreased, unfolded mail-in ballots, that had nothing to do with the election. It was Russia and the $4,000 in Facebook ads. So when gas prices continue to go up, it's going to be blamed on the Ukraine. Not the fact that, Joe, it's time for your nap, Biden, literally took us from being oil- independent. That's when you had two something a dollar gas. Oil independent to what we are now, dependent on everyone else. Thanks, Senior Applesauce. You're doing a great job. Let's go, Brandon.
2: Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree.
3: Fuck bon Joe Biden.
1: Inflation, unrest, COVID, it's all going to be blamed on the Rue conflict. Be prepared for it to be a big part of the upcoming midterms because they definitely don't want to discuss all the other stuff that they've been jacking up. Did you choke through the State of the Union address? I tried to. And then I kind of gave up because I was like, is this the state of the Ukraine or the state of the American Union? I got a little lost. Biden needs this. The Democrats need this. Republicans need this. They need to be relevant. The media needs the ratings. This is perfect timing. For politicians, for TV hosts, and for God. Just start praying for peace for both sides, for everybody, for this planet. Pray for peace and buy my book. Link in the description. ha Info Ninja.